And we are now recording James Beaver here, fifth day, Sharp Nader week. And I'm still in there. I'm kind of wavering a little bit, but guess what? We're almost to the end, so I can keep going, baby. And I brought in somebody to torture that I wanted to torture for a while, especially with these movies, because oftentimes when it comes down to it, he refuses to watch anything silly. But I managed to get him. It's one. It's the one and only internet wrestling superstar, Jay Walker. Hello. I think that's the best intro I've given you, where I've like bumped you up. Not yeah, you haven't buried me. <laughs> not not yet. I don't know if yet. you ever have actually on the podcast, anyways. Well, remember, <laughs> remember the the first website I had that hosted the podcast was Jay Walker sucks. Yes, you did. JayWalkerSucks.com was a thing for a while, thanks to you. I, I let it, uh, I let it go, but I did try to sell it to some people, and they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't buy it for a thousand bucks. So the missed, hatred, missed opportunity. The hatred for you is not <laughs> worth a thousand bucks. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, with, <laughs> meanwhile, because in in this podcast for this week. We have a, a saying here, it's all sharks, no fucks, which is we're only going to be talking about <laughs> Sharknado. And if we start to like kind of go on the wayside, we got to reel that shit in because we're here for sharks and nados and I guess a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've asked this for every single guest. And what I want to ask you is, what is your relationship with Sharknado? Um, it's complicated. <laughs> I, you, you said at the top that I'm not a fan of silly movies. And I think uh, while watching this, I had uh, flashbacks to Starship Troopers that I watched in, in film studies back in school. Oh. Um, but th- that... Yeah... Other than that, really, the ones that jumped out at me would be able to watch superhero movie as well. Um, I enjoy getting popped by stupid humor, though, I will say. Yeah. So as torturous as experiences like that, and even this movie at times was, there were moments that made me go, they've, they've got something here. Like, they're, they're keeping me till the end. Barely, but, but they've got something. <laughs> the silliness of it all. That's... Like the silliness of it and also the cameos, I just can't help but laugh at them. It's just fantastic. So let's uh, begin. Uh, they're in Stonehenge. Right. And, they, and this. Right. They're in Stonehenge and pretty much it's Indiana Jones. Right. And I like uh, the one guy, the main character. I don't know their names. I didn't even bother remembering them because it's not going to matter. But uh, the main character's name is Finn. Right. And, and he, it was him on the phone or he was on the phone with someone else. And they're like, you want to meet me where? And without even answering, just cheesily cuts right to Stonehenge. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I noticed that. I actually uh, need to look up if they were actually at the locations because I kept looking. I'm like, it looks like green screen. You you'd been to Stonehenge, right? Like in I, person. Yeah, I went. I went last year. So I know this is. But right. apparently, yeah, uh, 
there was a bunch of filming locations that they they used, including Tokyo, Japan. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, every everything you see in the movie is actually on set, on site. I think maybe well, maybe uh, for some places they did green screen, but more often than not, it, it was all filmed where it says it was. Well, I'll discuss that later. There's one thing I think I have to pick apart, but we'll we'll get there. It's more near the end. Yeah, um, yeah. So they go to, and they pretty much do an Indiana Jones, and they try and like give him the hat and everything he just refuses and just takes a whip instead right I, like the intro was obvious but then when they found the hat like i marked out and then they found the whip too and i was just like i'm totally in for whatever garbage lies ahead exactly <laughs> and then this made me mad because then we are because they grab they do the uh temple of doom switcheroo and then right. Now the Sharknado is rising from Stonehenge because apparently underneath the whole mystery of Stonehenge involves Sharknado and apparently the Sharknado has been here before and the elders have defeated it before us. Mm-hmm. So now we've we, we got time travel. That, I'm, <sighs> it's a spoiler, but we've got time travel. And we've apparently. also... So apparently, according to this, the Sharknadoes are these things that just pop out of nowhere. They can even be Sandnadoes. They can even be Lightning Nados. Uh, the sharks can survive in space. Uh, apparently, they just follow Ian Zering around. And, right. And now you can teleport from location to location. You can create them using this special shark fin. And also now you can time travel. Like the MacGuffin of the Sharknado itself, they just keep <laughs> adding to it. It was even changing colors throughout the movie. <laughs> like yeah, for it no was. I, I didn't get the color change. There was one where it became green, but that was because there was Newtonium on the ship that it destroyed. Right. Which made, and I'm going to, this is going to be all over the place, but throughout this, series i've always wanted them to have a signature shark or something oh that would be great yeah just like a little inside joke and they, and they finally did it they finally had sharkzilla <laughs> which i wrote it down yeah which yeah. i was when i when I, I i was quickly briefly looking as i was looking at the cameos to see who was what and i, I saw sharkzilla finally there's gonna be some cool shit like, it's been cool <laughs> shit before, but I've always wanted them to have... I've been pretty much... I keep bringing this up. I want them... To, they keep mentioning a shark god. And I'm really hoping it's like a mermaid with a shark bottom. And then some unknown a actress, maybe Daryl Hannah, who was in Splash, with like shark teeth. <laughs> or, and then, or and then she's can riding, they, And then she's riding a they tornado. And they get enough money... Can they get enough money to pull it and make it Chuck Norris? Shark Norris. Well, this movie, do you know what the budget for this movie was? Uh, I think I read it, but I can't remember now. Uh, I, will, I, will t- I, will, uh, I will tell you now. Five million. Wow. And so that's last, pretty impressive. Uh, the first movie was two, uh, two million. Two, like, between two million and 2.5. 
Right. And then they pretty much doubled the budget. And I wonder if much of the budget went to locations. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. I'm impressed, though, like, considering the cameos. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about the visual effects being spent on the budget, but the, the no. cameos, I would imagine. There's a long list of them in this one. Oh, yeah. So let, let's go through that. So there's going to be some that you won't recognize, but I do. Uh, a lot of the females, um, especially in the England section, they're all pretty much, uh, you, you know, the Sunshine Girls here in Winnipeg, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In England, we have our own version. And the, it's, the Sun. Uh, it's in the Sun. It's called Page Free. And their, oh, whole, right. and their whole thing is they're topless. And this is like a national newspaper. Right. On uh, page three, you can see a topless girl. Was that, was, was that the girls who were all like X-Men in their leather uniforms showing up in a group? Or? Uh, some of them, yeah. Uh, the, okay. the, there was one that was with Chris Catan. She's a famous uh, page three model who kind of made a career out of it. Uh, okay. Slam, uh, the science, like the one that helped, like the Q, the, the female woman. Uh, her right. name is Samantha Fox. She started on page three, and then she ended up having a musical career out of it. Okay. And then there's a couple more here and there, but they, those two were like the big stars from page three. So it's actually surprising that they actually had them in this movie, considering yeah, nobody knows. And then even then, there's like small celebrities. Like there's a guy called Louis Spence. He's kind of the guy that helps the um, the kid uh, hide away. He's uh, okay. known for uh, reality TV. There's, there's quite a few reality TV people. Anyway, now, my issue was who they chose for some prominent British roles. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the Prime Minister. Chris Catan. I freaked out. Like, I, the last time I seen him would have been, what, Night of the Roxbury? Is that the last time he did anything significant? Uh, I think he did A House on Haunted Hill. Like, I, I remember seeing that, but, like, I just know Chris Kattan is, like, a late 90s pop culture guy, you know, like, SNL and everything. Yeah. And then... Um, he's... Well, I want to I touch on him for a second. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. <laughs> yeah. um, his facial expressions, and he's aged, of course, because it's yeah. been 20 years. Would he make a good Ernest P. Whirl? Uh, Can you see that? I can see it, but I don't think he'll be able to do it. Cause he's you know, pretty short. Like that's the one thing I see holding him back. But like he can do like some really out there characters. Like he the, the might make a good earn if they ever wanted to do a reboot of that. Yeah. The the issue is um, he has bad neck problems. Oh, really? He really hurt himself on SNL doing some skits and like pretty much broke his neck. Those night at the Roxbury dances in the car. Probably just from that alone. Probably, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. A disc. So, and then uh, what was it? I, I think the last thing I also saw him in was uh, Santa's sleigh. With oh Goldberg. no! <laughs> he's in the <laughs> right, first. Right. He's in the first scene with Fran Drescher, and they both get murdered. Wow! And kind of like the if you remember Scream being famous for killing off Drew Barrymore right away. Yeah, it pretty much did that. That's like <laughs> that and House on Haunted Hill. And he was pretty good in House on Haunted Hill. He was like, he was like such an asshole in the movie. He's just so angry all the time. Okay. But um, yeah. And huh. then, okay, and then so we, we've we've gone over Chris Kattan, and we're gonna go for the next one, right? Uh, do you know who Charo is? 
yes, I, I seen her face and I was like, I know it, I know it. And I, I looked like, her up and yes, I, I remember her. She's like an American celebrity. She, she would often be the person that kind of appears in TV shows. She's like a professional like guest star kind of thing. And she's, right. she's the goddamn queen. <laughs> God save the queen. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. You, and, but that, he rode a shark, like, right? This was yeah. the moment. He jumped a shark mid-tornado spin and rode him right through Buckingham Palace to the Queen's door. And then down the stairs, and as he's doing it, he's punching. Right, punching him as he's going down the stairs. And the shark <laughs> ate the, the, the crown, and he rips it out of his mouth and hands it to her. Here's the thing. Right. I'm desensitized to that because the other movies have had craziest sh- shit happen. Oh, really? Um, Gil was born, you know, the, the son character. Yes, he was born inside of a shark, which Ian Zering chainsawed out. <laughs> she goes in pregnant, and then he chainsaws and then pulls the baby oh out, out of the shark. There's also a scene with five sharks uh, eat eat each other one by, one by one, and a whale comes in, eats it, and then the kid pulls a chainsaw out of the stone. And then just start slicing to get his family back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> As evidenced by the uh, the kid in this movie talking about that scene. So, like, the other ones, were they more, like, gory or, like, vicious? Or is this one just more lighthearted? I don't know I, what's going I, on. <laughs> since the second one, they've gotten goofier and goofier. Okay. Um, you got David Hasselhoff as uh, Ian Zering's dad. Uh, you got Ian Zering in like a robot suit with chainsaw hands fighting sharks. Wow. Um, Tara Reid outright stealing from Star Wars and having a a lightsaber chainsaw on her hand and even making the the noise. She's a robot, right? She's a robot, yeah. Uh, At the end of... I, I didn't have the context, yeah. So, like, all of a sudden, she just had this superhuman strength, and I'm like, what is going on? But then, yeah, they, like, put her back together later in the film. Yeah, but it's she, like, did they, did they make her robot to account for her lack of ability to show emotions through this movie? Like, Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and it's kind of funny, because the first movie kind of showed Ian Zeron being a scumbag. Apparently, like, he was a, a popular guy for some reason. Or, I think he was, like, a professional surfer. And he would just bang women all the time. Like this guy, okay. like this guy would have been in trouble nowadays. Right. Uh, so, and then she hates him so much that during the Sharknado, he's like, hey, I've come to get you guys. And she tries to slam the door in his face, even though there's clearly a Sharknado happening outside. <laughs> she hates him that much. And now right. it's, they're back together, happy, happy to be together. And then in the third one, she gets killed by uh, space debris. Okay. And then her dad, who is Gary Busey, <laughs> rebuilds her. Wow. Yeah. So that's... Character uh, arcs. Pretty much. And here's the thing. I- I'm going to be honest about this. Uh, when it comes to like movie-to-movie continuity, this is better than Resident Evil. <laughs> This is so much better than Resident Evil because Resident Evil would just end shit immediately and go, oh yeah, that, that was going to be cool, but we're not going to show you. We're just going to talk about it. 
<laughs> this costs too much money to translate yeah. onto film. Or we got be- we got other ideas. We don't want to do that. It's like me with ideas. Sometimes I sometimes get an idea. And go, oh, that looks good. Whereas this is a multi-million-dollar production, right? And right. the fact that nobody says, "Hey, can we just at least do this first, then go into your shit?" We could just spend fifteen minutes doing that and then go into the main movie. It's like, nope, nope. Got to do it. Got to do it. My wife's getting mad at me. Mila Djokovic yelling at me for no reason. <laughs> but and here's, a, here's a, another thing. All these, like, just like Resident Evil, all these movies have the same director. Really? Yeah, the same director, Anthony... Uh, I believe his name. Uh, Anthony Sir Ferrante uh, directed all six movies. That's good because they can keep his vision, you know, rather than deviating from that. Exactly. So that that is why, like, because oftentimes with these type of productions, they don't really keep the same director. And right. I'm actually thinking one day I might actually do. There's a kind of a a side movie to this, like, well, two of them starring Steve Gutenberg. I'm already in. <laughs> called Lava Tranchula. Oh no! Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but can I say it? It reunites him with two cast members from Police Academy. Oh, that's cool. Michael I'll Wh- YouTube the clip. Michael Winslow. Uh huh. And uh, the small black ch- woman who has a soft voice, but then screams at people. Right. Oh wow, that'd be cool to check out for sure. And then they have a sequel to that with them returning called Two Lava, Two Tarantula. <laughs> I could just, I could hear you. Go, I could just hear you. Just like, the fuck is this? <laughs> How do people get money to fund this stuff? <laughs> I, I might try and ask. <laughs> that actually might be my first question if I ever get a chance to talk to someone from the asylum. Guys, we've got a fifth of the cast of Police Academy. Hear me out, lava spiders. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't seem good to me. We also have the call from Christine. You got yourself a movie. <laughs> they actually had the car for Christine and call it Christine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And uh, Steve Gutenberg's character is an A-list actor. <laughs> the range on that guy. I know, eh? <laughs> he must have taken that Simpsons uh, song way too seriously. But he actually appeared. Yeah, no kidding. He, he appeared in the third movie for a short cameo because Ian Zering was also in Lava Tranchula as well. I think they kind of just did it, just kind of a, hey, we want a bit of that sh- short NATO smoke on this Lava Tranchula. Trying to get the rub, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah. So can't blame him, and especially when you have the, yeah. the, Chris, the Christine Scott, uh, Christine Carr. Right. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, they, they keep like, so the whole plot of this is chasing after a, a Sharknado to go get their son back. And they, right. they, the whole McGuffin is he wears a shark fin hat. Which hat. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about this helmet. Yeah. <laughs> because when they were talking about it, uh, they were saying like how there's like this force field that goes around them so they can survive in, inside. I was really hoping that it forms like a bubble that looks like a shark. That would have been cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you see this like shark and they clearly had the effects to do it. It's, 
it's a cheap effect. You just do, you just see what uh, they do normally. And they, they've even done it. Like when they had the nuclear uh, shark, sharknado, they just right, glow, yeah. glow in green, just grow, glow this one blue. Yeah. And so now they're basically tr- traveling the world to try and find their son. So instead well, of the sharknadoes get... attacking them, um, it's now them trying to attack the sharknado. Right. Well, it's weird though, because like before he got sucked into the tornado, um, he's like, the sharks won't get me. They think I'm one of them. Like, just because he's got this dumb looking helmet that you would see from like the Looney Tunes or something, you know, when they've got one like strapped to their back. Like, that's all this is is a black Viking helmet with a shark (laughs) fin on top. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, They spend no expense. (laughs) Yeah. And then he managed to stab a shark and like rip it in half with that tiny little fin on the top of its helmet, too. I know. And, and that's why I appreciate like this helmet was pretty badass. Oh yeah, and that's why I appreciate about this. And it always they always do this. I did, I did, did they do it in this movie? They always have it where Ian Zering gets eaten by a shark and then he fights his way out. But I don't. Yeah, think I'm, try- I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't remember him. So I think that this is the first movie where he doesn't fight fight out his way out of a, a shark it was in the contract <laughs> yeah if i'm going to come for the fifth one i'm tired of being covered in sh- shark guts stuff it right right uh, uh, did you get a uh, flashback to our monster squad episode did you get flashbacks to frankenstein getting sucked in the tornado when the kid did it was just very <laughs> slow-mo and the Ooh, right angle. yes 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 <laughs> i actually did nice. oh man so, like and I said, that that's like twenty minutes into the movie, and then we get credits. Finally, the opening credits. Oh man, they they often they often have their cold open, and then because one of one of the cold opens they did was them fighting in the White House. And oh, okay. It was, it was Ian Zurich and the president, played by Mark Cuban, fighting sharks with shotguns. <laughs> Just like massive set pieces for these guys, right? Just to play them. Yeah. So and then it, and then it begins and you know I I also appreciate that they have a a music aesthetic as well very yeah. like two thousand pop punk and yes. apparently they shelled out for the offspring huh because uh, the kids aren't all right by the offspring plays in this movie I'm trying to think of when but I'd have to watch it again which I'm probably <laughs> not gonna do <laughs> it, it was. Um, when was it? I think it's when they were traveling and then they ended up in Switzerland. Okay. And you see the uh, the skater chop the, the shark in half with one of the skates. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like how, how weak are these sharks? Because right. like, <laughs> a, just... a tiny... Because if you do get like a skate to the neck, it's going to fucking potentially murder you. But it's right. not going to cut you fully in half. Just straight through the cheese grater. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's what I love. They know it's cheesy. They know they can't do much. But they just go full hog. And this is what I kind of appreciate about this shit. Absolutely. They, they really understood um, um, the, the craziness of it. And they doubled down on it rather than trying to shy away and be overly serious. Yeah. There, there, was, there was a good balance there. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of gone more silly as it's gone on. But right. like I said, I just appreciate it. And so 
for some reason with a shark fin, they can now teleport from location to location. And there was one, right. uh, where did they end up? Um, they ended up somewhere and they went to go speak to like an Oracle or something like that. And the kicker was her name is Vega in the movie, but I just know her as New York from you ever, you remember that flavor Flav love show? Okay, I'm aware of it. <laughs> she was a contestant on that. Wow. And then she actually got her own version of it. And if okay. And if you don't know what a flavor of love is, it's yeah. pretty much a trashy bachelor with everyone vying for the attention of flavor flavor of public enemy fame. And to bring it full circle, they also did a spin-off Rock of Love with Brett Michaels, who appears as himself where they nearly hit him with a bus, but apparently he survives. And he just starts playing his guitar and kicking sharks. That's all he knows to do is play a guitar, apparently. So that's what he does while he's strapped to the front of a bus. It, it would have been funny if he started playing Every Rose Has a Fawn. Yeah. But replaced it with Every Shark Has, has Its Teeth. Nice. That would have been amazing. You know what I mean? And that's the thing with Sharknado. They often really do go for that. They often oh, yeah. go for that silliness on on the point kind of stuff. Even um, Yuhora from Star Trek has a, a small cameo in this. And there's quite a few uh, Star Trek jokes. I noticed there was a lot of like references to other movies. Is that the thing that they do regularly? Pre- pretty much. Because um, throughout the movie, uh, they, they did the Star Wars. I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, uh, I noticed that. The fourth one, full on adds the Star Wars crawl. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, they're just, I don't, I don't know if it's an homage or just like, you know, trying to get those little memes almost, you know, no, out, out of... The fourth one's called movies. The Fourth Awakens. Oh, no. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it's also got lightsaber chainsaws. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I find with these movies is they don't go full hog with the chainsaw. It's about five, maybe seven minutes of chainsaw action. And I feel there should be more. This one, they, they had a pretty intense chainsaw weapon. It was like straight out of like Gears of War or something. And who was it, and who was it handed to him by? Oh. The, <laughs> who was it handed was... to? The Pope played by fucking Fabio. Fabio. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I wrote down on my notes, Fabio is the Pope, all capital letters. <laughs> that, and that's what I mean. Just sometimes like their casting decisions, is just beautiful. Cause, uh, Why not? Yeah. Like Finn's dad in this movie, in this series, is David Hasselhoff. Right. So, and that's just a perfect one right there. It is. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I don't, I think that was hit. I think that's it for him. Uh, I think the last movie, that was it. I don't think he's in any, any other, unless it's a small cameo. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to see. And then, even then, I'm just looking now. Yeah, there's not there's not many. Uh, just looking. Yeah, the next one, David Hasselhoff ain't even in it. No. Which is a shame, because you you kind of want to see it all go full circle. But unfortunately... It is what it is. They kind of just killed him off screen. Hmm. But I do appreciate that they brought in David Hasselhoff for this movie 
well for this series considering what it's about right yeah yeah he made his fame from baywatch yeah so and they even had like a bunch of uh baywatch actresses too oh, okay that's awesome so but um yeah i i just i really appreciate it and it's also nice that they've got continuity and they kind of i'm wondering if the, in the next one they fully explain where the shot needed it came from yeah it's like especially like it came from i guess it's time traveling and whatnot but to yeah. come from Stonehenge, where there's not really water around, I assume. No, like there isn't. It, it, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. But it, it's Sharknado. It yeah. doesn't really have to make sense. Pretty much, Sharknado's pop wherever the fuck they want. Sharknado's gonna Sharknado, you know? Exactly, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this and this movie is kind of the Empire Strikes Back of the series. Yeah, I totally see that. Yeah, because. Everyone but Finn dies. Like there's an there's an apocalypse where everything everybody dies, and it right. ends with Finn with the head of Tara Reed and uh, <laughs> and some stick he found in the uh, pyramids. Right. And so now and then, uh, what was it? Gil basically goes missing, and then we get the big reveal that he. That uh, he has uh, managed to <laughs> make. Uh, I, I can't. I can't even get it out because apparently he's made the Sharknado into a time machine, and he's managed to find a Hummer or an SUV, and then he's gone back in time to go right. go pick up his dad. And who is his son played by? The mature. He's version. aged magically. Yeah. yeah. Well. With it being time travel and stuff like that, I, yeah, I, under, yeah. I understand that. But it's Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> it's Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and it's just so weird seeing Ian Zering calling him son and Dolph Lundgren being all smiling and I missed you, Dad. I'm like, this is... Right. This... <laughs> the hair color doesn't match. So <laughs> like nothing makes sense of it, but it's amazing because it's Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And then they basically outright rip off Back to the Future. Yeah, as soon as I saw the flux capacitor, I was like, oh yeah, it, my. I'm like, Universal is going to sue some fucker if they see this. <laughs> because they got a flux capacitor. Well, they use the straight up logo too. They use, yeah, they, they use the font too. And, yeah. I, and like some version of the Back to the Future theme. But instead of an arrow at the end, like at the bottom corner, there's an arrow. It, it's like a shark. In the logo, it was a shark. Yeah. And oh. it flies away and they go, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you need a license for this? Where we're going, we won't need a license. And then they zoom off. Right, right. I'm like, <laughs> Great. I'm like my missus uh, already left by this point. Uh -huh. uh, she saw what was going on. I was like, yeah, I got to go. Uh, because they were already doing uh, Star Trek <laughs> they were already doing Star Trek references. Like, I've got to leave. My eyeballs can't go that far into the back of my head. And I feel See, I don't get it. I I'm not the Star Trek fan, so I didn't yeah. get a lot of that. But I I still enjoy it without, right? Yeah, but then if I, when I mentioned to her the Back to the Future references, she pretty much said to me, "I would explode at the screen in anger." <laughs> I enjoyed so, that like actually like that oh. that popped me 
Oh yeah, it's it's funny and uh, yeah. And did did you feel uh, Tara Reid was going to do a heel turn in the midway of this movie when she snuck the sh- the fin? Like the, sh- uh... like the because she's all like sneaky putting it into a bag, and then she has like this new uh, design. So I was wondering if right. it's going to be like some evil. Uh, mean about it, and they kind of reprogrammed her into being this evil bitch that wants to uh, destroy the world. I didn't get that vibe, but I got the feeling like we were going to see some brand new superpower, and she was going to be able to take out the Sharknado on her own. And like, kind of didn't get that. Like grows into a giant Tara Reed, right? <laughs> oh man! Like she, she basically gets a bunch of chainsaws that like latch onto her, and she's like this giant chainsaw Tara Reed. Yes. God damn. <laughs> I do. And do you recognize the uh, the doctor who fixed her? Ah, uh, she looked familiar, but I couldn't put a name to the face. Olivia Newton John from Greece. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the woman next. To that's her, awesome. That's her legit daughter. Oh, okay. Nice. So, so yeah, so you might get Olivia Newton John. I'm surprised there weren't any Greece references. Although there might have been. I haven't seen Greece in such a long time. They more than likely probably had a reference. I didn't know I didn't notice any. I feel like I caught that. There were a lot of Titanic references. Yeah, I um, noticed that. I'm trying to remember. There was one like, you know, I'll never let go and th- things like that. I just sort of was like, man, like obviously some big movie fans are writing the. I do wonder if that's just uh, cheesy uh, writing, though. I, I think so, like purposely doing that. So before we uh, finish up here, I want to talk about a few more cameos. And okay. one I want to talk about is The Hawk. Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk in Australia <laughs> on a rocket-powered skateboard. A hacker. Yeah, on a rocket-powered skateboard, hacking into right. the Australia <laughs> Opera House, which apparently is a weapon where the, the spines right. fly out and become ships. Uh. I was getting excited, though, because I was thinking it was going to rise up and it would be like a mechanized turtle or something like that. Oh, that yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But no, it was yeah. just shit, shit flying off. You just see Tony Hawk just doing some tricks and they kind of just added like a bit of a, a backfire to it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then let's also talk about, in my opinion, one of my favorites, uh, John Morrison. <laughs> As, uh, yeah, pro wrestler, Rodolfo. of course. Yeah. Uh, doing, yeah. A co- doing a couple of things. And he even got his catchphrase. Welcome to Slamtown, yeah. Yes, yeah. He also gave a shot the flatliner. He did. Yeah. Because I I swear, you probably said to him, (laughs) I I got this move where I grab a shark and I flip. And they're like, we can't fucking animate that. (laughs) They probably screamed at him saying, we can't do anything like that. You got anything (laughs) else? I could just drop to my back. Got it. Do it. Right. Do you got any other tricks? Parkour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, parkour. <laughs> I, I, I got a catchphrase, welcome to Slamtown. Okay, do it. Go for it. Sure. And then also, in my opinion, he's becoming a reoccurring favorite 
Gilbert Godfrey as Ron McDonald. Oh, I I laughed so hard when I saw him come on the screen. I thought that was amazing. He was in the previous movie as a helicopter reporter. Okay, so he's still the reporter. Yeah, it's just in it on site in Africa, right? Yeah, a safari <laughs> NATO. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> right. So just him delivering the line in his like voice too. It's a safari. Safari NATO, like exactly. the biggest smile <laughs> to the camera. Yeah, like he's having a lot of fun. I, I, I just appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, any other cameos that you recognize? Um, when they announced that they were going to Tokyo, I'm like, uh, I know the punchline to this coming. And sure, there's a Godzilla joke coming somewhere. And sure enough, we got Sharkzilla. Yeah. It and, wasn't a cameo, but just like you knew the punchline was coming, you know? There was also a and cameo. While they were in- oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Well, while they were in Tokyo, um, somebody was playing like a, a fake version of Pokemon Go. Yes. And then they grabbed the fake goddamn Pokeball and threw it at Sharkzilla. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Yeah, that was uh, Bei Ling. Uh, she's a famous uh, Chinese actress. And oh, okay. she's, she's been in The Crow, Crank High Voltage, Wild Wild West, Anna and the King, Southland Tales. Oh, nice. Yeah, Entourage, yeah. Lost. Uh, she's actually in the worst episode of Lost, where uh, they're talking about the tattoo. <laughs> that, that's okay, her. I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. You don't. It's kind of a waste. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, it's funny because she pulls out the, the Pokeball and throws it and it's a grenade. Right. I'm like, you know what? That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Game. I love that. <laughs> all right, we got, we, got all our, we got all our stereotypical Japanese jokes. Now let's get out. It kind of fucked up, though, that they got a Chinese person to do that. Right. Well, I, it's probably like the, per, the cameo person that they wanted. So, well, whoever mm-hmm. accepted it. Because pretty much, I swear, this is just like a soup kitchen. They open it up and they go, hey, who wants to be in this movie? <laughs> it's just, and it's just people showing up one after the other. You got your VIP, right? Right. You got your VIPs who constantly show show up in other movies, like Al Roker and stuff like that. He's been pretty yeah. much every single shot NATO. Really? Yeah. His acting hasn't gotten better because at the end, when the sharks coming to the United States, yeah. you see him. He, he's broadcasting that basically the entire country is ripped apart. And he's got a smile on his face. Like, he's just no-selling the destruction of his country. Like, oh, yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? What, what, what if uh, Al Roker was actually the villain? Oh, my And he's God. smiling because <laughs> his plan's working. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it took me a minute, too. Yeah. It took me a minute, too, at the beginning. But I was like, is that Clay Aiken? Yes. I don't know if well he's from the other movies as well. Um, he... I know of, I, I know of him from American Idol. Yeah. Um he hasn't done much. I'm looking right no, now. No, yeah. He's mainly like just a fitter guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at his uh there there was a moment though where they had guns because like the shark NATO was coming into whatever building they're in. Yeah. And he he's shooting at the ceiling, but there's a shark like that fell and it's rated his foot coming after him, but the CGI and just the direction and everything so off. It just looked very, very Wrong. Exactly. It's just uh and then I do I do enjoy the little uh the royal guard joke where they just yeah. watching and he's like, Hey, your job's to protect the queen, right? 
come on. And then it's like 20 people protecting the queen. Right. Because <laughs> oftentimes it's like a small army in that area. It's just 20 people and it's and like f- maybe six of them are part of the military. With everyone else is right. civilians. It's just like butlers and maids protecting. Right. So uh, what, what the hell was that? So we're on, I'm on the sixth movie. Uh, I haven't seen it. I've t- I do know it's about time travel. But for this series to finish satis- satisfactory, they've got to have an end boss. Like some, yeah. some kind of characteristic shot. They were right with the Sharkzilla, but they really, mm-hmm. they really need like a characteristic or somebody to be behind this. Because I'd be curious if they went to Egypt and went in a pyramid or a sphinx. Yes. And yeah, like there was a whole Egyptian history of these shark gods and stuff. I wonder if they're going to show that. Yeah, I'm actually interested in uh, what, what they do with that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Daryl Hannah is going to be the shark god. Because I just <laughs> I took a, a quick sneaky on everything and yeah it's so the next movie is going to be a time travel movie where they're hopping from time to time uh fighting different things more than likely because from the looks of it the budget's gone down oh really i think they knew the writing was on the wall and they wanted just just to end it but just try and make it as uh silly as possible by introducing time travel Right, because um, yeah, like these movies always get a ton of buzz when they're coming out, like just because of how ridiculous it is. It just seems to be like the thing to do, like it's an attraction to want to watch this and talk about it as it's happening on on social media and stuff. So I'm kind of surprised that the budget would go down. Yeah, because uh, from the first movie onwards, the budget's gone up, but then for this uh, sixth movie, it's gone down. So I'm wondering if it didn't do as well because. It is the fifth year running. Okay. And so, uh, just like the Soul movies, it's a case of diminishing returns. Right, right. People eventually go, <laughs> another one. Oh, come on. What can you do now? And I'm actually right. kind of glad that they decide to end it on a sixth one because I can kind of feel like the effect of it is losing its luster. Right. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you how, how long it went because... I haven't heard any news of any new ones coming out. I'm not sure, like like you said, like what else can they do now that they're going all the way to time travel? You know. Yeah. Uh, well, this one is this one is called the Last Shot NATO. It's about time. <laughs> so I can at least appreciate the like honestly the naming scheme for these all these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy it because they kind of have a bit of fun. So Sharknado, Sharknado 2, the second one. Sharknado 3, oh hell no. Sharknado <laughs> f- The Fourth Awakens. Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. Right. So, and then the last Sharknado, it's about time. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I just appreciate the naming scheme. So yeah. before we send you on your way, I got... Uh, questions I've been asking everybody. So my first question is, if you had a chance to ask one question to somebody behind this franchise, what would you ask them? Uh, um, 
Wow. What would I ask? There's a couple, but I think the one that just sticks out at the top of my brain is why? You know, <laughs> just, just, just why? You know, that is perfect. I'm pretty much <laughs> bold in it. I'm going to put Jay Walker asks why? Why? <laughs> why? And so that's, if I get a chance, that will be one of the first questions I ask. Now, <laughs> because like, I don't know, like it just, as, as, fun as this was at certain points in the movie as ridiculous as it got and I was impressed sometimes with some of the visual effects that they were able to pull off just at the end of the day after watching the entire movie I just felt like it was a waste of time why <laughs> it's a 90 minute waste of time and right and here's the thing each of these movies are 90 minutes and giving them credit though it's not like they're just messing with time it's not like they're yeah, no. doing overly long stuff everything fits in a decent way it's really edited well in the fact that it, everything all flows nicely uh it, and it, they, i think asylum liked to stick to 90 minutes yeah no it, it really did flow nicely uh, they had to like check off a lot of stops on on this world tour of sharknado and, okay. and it, it felt fairly smooth like you said yeah and so now, after you've asked why and they've explained, explained themselves to you, what if you had an option to pitch them a movie that is in the same vein as Sharknado or even just like your own idea, what would you uh, pitch to them? Uh, I, th I think... Just to go with the times and what we're going through right now, um, some sort of virus where we have to quarantine. Like, uh, there's got to be a punchline though. Like, if you go outside and catch the virus, you turn into some, I don't know. Ah, uh, you're going to pin me on, and I, I really don't have an answer for that. But, like, some sort of, and I, I know there's like some coronavirus movies being made already, but like, I, I've something to that effect. I've done but, one. I've done one for the podcast, and it's not good. Oh, already, eh? Yeah, it's not. They're good. just banging those movies out. Well, here's the thing: it's <laughs> two. It's two movies edited together. Really? Yeah, but we're gonna reel it in because we're gonna be talking yeah. about. Uh, so you don't have anything? Not really. No, sorry. All right, I I might think something in your stead, or if if. Uh, if you think of anything, you can message me before uh, we work before the thing that I'm working on happens. Uh, I will do that. I haven't booked it yet, so I'm pretty much holding off until it actually happens. But anyway, Jay, thank you so right. much for uh, coming on. Thanks for uh, allowing yourself to be tortured, even though from the way me and you spoke about this movie, it wasn't that much of a, a torture. I, I was I was impressed with how much fun I had of watching the movie. I don't think I would go out of my way to watch any of the other ones, but I, I wouldn't mind catching a couple of clips like you, you were mentioning from some of the previous movies. Oh, guaranteed. I'm not watching these again. <laughs> guaranteed. Like, this is a one and done. The only time I might watch it is if I'm drunk enough with enough people to rewatch it. I'm not watching this on my own ever again. <laughs> I'm, I, am, I am done with the Shot Nader franchise. 
you're, you're Sharknadoed out, yeah. Yeah, but hey, if someone says, hey, we want to do a Sharknado party and you're, you're hosting, fuck, sign me up. I'll be there yelling punchlines or like pointing out all the different cameos. But I will not watch this again on my own. So uh, you're recommending it, but maybe just to experience it and then that's it. Just just drop, drop and put it away. Yes, exactly. Okay. Thank you very much, Jay. And uh, tomorrow, it's time. It's the last shot, NATO. And we're going to... We're going to end it like we've begun it. Mike Reed is going to return. I've got a lot to catch him up on. So uh, it's going to be fun from there. And I'll catch you tomorrow, guys.